Welcome back everyone to the podcast. Um, I'm Charlie and this is my co-host Marie. And um, before we get into what we're going to be doing today, um, I'm sure you guys have noticed something a little bit different about our channel and our social medias because by the time this has come out, um, it would have all changed and changed in a, in a way that might have shocked you because we've completely changed our name of the podcast and uh, we thought we'd just quickly brief you guys as to why that is. It's not a massive issue, it was just that um, one day after we had recorded our last episode, uh, Maria had come up to, uh, through Facebook just said, um, I don't know if you've noticed but there's another podcast with the same name as us. Um, and after some investigating, um, we realised that these people have been doing it for far longer than us. They have a very similar format uh, of us, like when we do our um, horror movie episodes. So we thought it'd just be a, an easier way overall to um, just change our name. It's not like we've done a lot of episodes. Um, and our fan base is still quite small, so we just thought it'd just be easier to rename ourselves, kind of rebrand ourselves, and have a name that is just a little bit more unique to us. Um, so we hope you like it. Um, I love our new name. Just going to put it out there. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> yeah, it's a good name. Um, so to kind of go from that, because it's not a massive issue at all. Um, we were a little bit shocked, but then we were just like, oh, let's just take it on the chin and get on with it. Um, that This now brings on to um, what a transatlantic mystery is going to bring to you guys. Um, we mentioned in the last episode at the end of the Cloverfield episode that we'll be doing something ever so slightly different in this episode. And that is that we'll be covering... Um, individual murders, uh, or true crime, disappearances, UFO sightings, whatever it shall be, uh, paranormal, whatever, um, because me and Marie do love true crime, that is our second passion alongside horror films, um, so we thought it'd be pretty cool alongside doing the horror film aspect of our podcast to also bi-weekly do this sort of setup where I do one murder, Marie does the other murder, or disappearance, whatever it, it shall be, um, to kind of give a bit of variety to the podcast, but also because, like I said, it is a second passion of ours. So, saying that, um, Marie. <laughs> Hello. Um... What You said you'd go first this week <laughs> on our first episode of this uh, new setup we got. <laughs> so I did I did a I did a disappearance. Um I forgot how I came across mm -hmm. this one, but it's a unsolved disappearance and it's pretty much just like like they don't know what happened. Um so it's the mm -hmm. disappearance of Asia Degree and she's like a 9-year-old kid mm -hmm. from Shelby, North Carolina and she disappeared on Valentine's Day in 2000. And no one knows what happened, cause she um, mm. she basically just left in the middle of the night, and they don't know why I she. Think, 
That is the most horrific thing. Yeah, like that's the most horrific thing I think that could happen to anyone. That your nine-year-old kid just gets, like, just, just disappears for for no for no apparent reason. Yeah, because they said that she left in the middle of the night, um, and it was like apparently like raining and everything, and she just disappeared. And it's like they said that um, they had went to like she, it was she has a, a older brother, and they shared a room together, and they. They went to bed early that night because I think it was, they said that the night before she had like a, there was like a sleepover with cousins and that, um, they stayed up really late and then like they had school the next day. So they went to bed early and it said that her dad came home around like 1230 at night and he checked on both of them and they were still there. But they also said that like she was awake because apparently the power went out. Mm-hmm. before he came home and stuff but he, they said he checked on them they were there and then he was up for a bit and he went to bed around two thirty. checked on them again both kids were there and then the morning of when the mom woke up to wake them up to like get them ready for school she wasn't there and so they wow. yeah they thought that she could have maybe I think they said that one of the re- a relative lived across the street or something they thought maybe she walked over there. But, I mean, that's weird because, like, it's in the middle of the night or in the morning. Why would your kid just up and go across the street? Mm. I don't know. Maybe, I, it's like a, maybe like, yeah, it's mm. a relative. I don't know. I just find it weird. But, um, yeah, they said that they thought she went across the street. They called, said, oh, no, she's not here. Then they looked outside. She wasn't outside. So they ended up calling the police and everything. And they were, like, looking around for her. But they ended up getting calls saying, like, I think after, like, they, you know, broadcasted this on, like, news and everything, uh, they got calls saying, like, truck drivers saw a little girl walking down the highway. Like, it was, like, Highway 18 or something. Um, But I was like, if you saw a kid in the middle of the night on a rainy night walking down the road, wouldn't you stop to, like, be like, hey, where are you? Are, like, are you lost? Like, where are you going? Because, I mean, I would do that if I saw a kid. Mm. If I'm, like, it's in the middle of the night and I see, like, a young kid just walking, I'd be like, why is... I mean, if I if I was concerned, like, you know, be like, oh, what if I, like... It was just, like, you know how, like, some people, like, may say, like, oh, like, it's a setup or something. You get out to see what's wrong and someone else jumps you or something. I don't know, but, like, I, if I was that concerned, I'd be like, well, then I'll just call the police but I know at the time, this is like 2000, so cell phones were, weren't probably like a huge thing at the time. Um, hmm. But yeah, I mean, I would still like be like, hey, like, is everything okay? Like, are you lost? Where's your parents? But no one stopped. Yeah, and I feel like this is, this is like, am I right in assuming that, um, what was her name again? Uh, Aisha. What was it little Aisha. Is A S H A. Aisha, is that right? Yeah, Aisha. Yeah, so Aisha. Um, if is she black? Yes. Is she a black kid? Yeah. See, okay. I uh, and I'm. I don't know much about America, but I do. I do know um, that obviously, uh, in most areas, is it a poor? Do you know if it's like a poor area as well that she came from? Because um, I feel I'm, like. 
I'm not entirely sure. Like, I did see pictures of, like, the neighborhood, but it just looked like a... It didn't look bad to me. It just looked like a typical, like, regular neighborhood. No. I was gonna say, I was just wondering, because, um... It might just be that if these truck drivers were white men, that they just thought, oh, that's probably something... Because, obviously, racism and everything like that is prominent everywhere in the world, but, um... As we know now, it's very prominent in America. So I just thought, oh, maybe they saw this nine-year-old black girl and they just thought, oh, it's probably their parents just not looking after them, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Whatever assumption you people like to make about um, people of colour. Um, I just thought, oh, maybe that's why they didn't stop and ask if she was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I agree with you. I would actually stop and be like, you're right. <laughs> It's yeah, the like, of the night. Yeah, it's like 3 a.m. Probably, you're probably in your P- PJs. You're in your PJs. So. No, I think they said that she actually... You were in the middle of the road. Well, they. I don't know. What, I can't remember if they said what she might have been wearing. But they said that, like, I think they said that some of her clothes was missing. So she could have got dressed. Maybe. Um. See, see to me, that seems very... Um... If her clothes are missing, and I hate to, uh, you know, maybe she was attacked. Um, I was just wondering, like, if, if some of her clothes were missing, and um, I don't know if that was just how they m- described it, but that sounds like to me maybe she was taken from her room and maybe sexually assaulted. Well, then they said there was but no... Might, I suppose we don't know. But they said there was no, like, um, force of entry. So that means, like, she left on her own. Like, she, like, locked the doors and everything when she left. Huh. And yeah. no windows were open at all? Nope. They said... That's, that's what I'm saying. They said it's weird because, like, she legit just disappeared. Oh, that's so weird. Because he would at least... Even if it doesn't look like a forced entry, it might have been someone she knew and she just snuck out of the window. Like, or... Um, if the window was open. But I suppose if it's raining, you wouldn't have your window open. Yeah. Um... I was thinking, oh, maybe the window was open and someone just got her from the window and took her out. But then if she shares a room with another sibling, then the sibling... How did the sibling not know that she had gone? Maybe, I, maybe he's a heavy she's sleeper. A, he's an older, is an older brother, too, so maybe he was a heavy sleeper. Maybe. I mean... Because hmm. then I feel like you would have noticed that if, like... That just very, very curious. Like, if she packed some things, like, I feel like you would hear her packing. Like, if she, yeah, unless she packed it, even it. more interesting. Unless she, like, packed it, like, before they went to sleep or something. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, um. Under a bed or something like that. Yeah. Did they say that there was, did they say that there was, um, evidence of her taking some clothes with her? I think I read somewhere that they just said they noticed some stuff missing. Like, it was some of her stuff was gone or something. It wasn't, like, a lot of stuff. It was just, like, the minor, like, just little, little things. Like, it was just mostly, I think, they whatever she put on, they they noticed that it was gone. Whatever she could possibly wear. But, um, yeah, they don't know. So what was the police's, what was the police's reactions to the call then? Were they quite prominent and they, they said trying to find it? Yeah, they said they had the, the search dogs, but they there was no scent. 
I guess the rain must have washed it away, oh. maybe. But they brought out do dogs and stuff. They did, yeah. And then when they said they got the calls mm. um, from the people saying they saw like a girl walking down the road, um, they went. I got they went over there to look, but it was nothing. Um, but yeah, like it was just weird. They said she just. They also said that one of the people that saw her said they did actually turn around but she like disappeared into the woods so i'm like what was in the woods that she was going to like why would you i don't or, know or was like was, or she... was someone pursuing her and she, or she and she knew that they weren't too far away so she went into the woods to try and hide i don't this is there's like it's it's really there's not much stuff like evidence stuff for this hmm Cause it is it, a real cold case, then. It, it, yeah. They said that, um... They said they still open it. Well, they still, like, come back to it. Like, I think they said in 20... 2015, 2016, they, um... Updated her... What she would look like now. Because... Because mm. they haven't, like I said, you know, they can't find any... Uh, they haven't found remains or anything, so they... So I get the mom believes that she's still alive because mm -hmm. she would be. That's a very typical thing. That's a very typical thing from what I've read from like um, books by John Douglas, and who was a very obviously he created the term serial killer pretty much. Um, but he was saying like until there's a body, until there is closure, a lot of parents to the day that they die will think that there's their daughter or son or brother or whatever it is um to them it they will continue to think that they are alive because there's no physical evidence telling you otherwise mm -hmm. so it's very normal for a parent to think that their child is still alive mm -hmm. yeah she says she believes she's still alive and so they update the pictures because i think she, they said she'll be um 30 right now 30 years old so, the, so she's nine in the year two thousand. So she, yeah, she'll be she'll be turning thirty. Yeah, right. Because if it's twenty years ago, she was nine. She'll be twenty nine. Yeah. So they like yeah, she believes that she's somewhere. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, they also they said that year. They said the pretty much the only kind of I guess evidence they kind of found was a year later. Um, on a construction site, they found her book bag. But it was weird because her, because oh. they said her book bag was double wrapped in like black plastic trash bags and stuff. And that inside mm -hmm. the um, book bag was a Dr. Seuss book, uh, Mick Elligott's pool or something. And then it was a shirt that had new kids on the block on it. But they were like, these are not her stuff. Like, the book isn't hers, and the shirt isn't hers. But the book is from her school, though. Oh. So I'm like, if she was picked up by I'm someone... I'm just trying to think of... Yeah, I'm trying to think of scenarios why um, that would have happened. She might have... Um, if she had went willingly and say, for instance, she was meeting someone or whatever it may be... Um, I can imagine that maybe as soon as they were able to, they would swap her bags because if you, you know, when, when people try and find runaways, they say, Oh, she, she took that backpack. So 
let's look for kids with that backpack. Mm -hmm. So maybe if she didn't want to be found for some reason, we don't know, then maybe as soon as she was able to, she ditched the backpack and and maybe a homeless person picked it up. But I mean, that's like a nine-year-old, though. I feel like... The thing is, like, I feel like nine-year-olds are very susceptible for things happening. Not their fault, of course, but... And this is where I kind of dig deep and think of the worst thing that could possibly happen. And I'm just thinking, although the internet was still relatively new and I don't know if she had a computer in the house because uh, they, were, they were still quite new and a big investment to make. Um, but maybe she was talking to someone in a chat room, something like that. Because I know at nine I was talking to some people who are most obviously not the people I should be talking to. Um, mm. I didn't even I, have I can imagine internet. That maybe, I mean, I mean, our internet was fucking awful. <laughs> um, it was bad. It was really bad. Um, but I'm just, I'm trying to think of reasons why a nine-year-old kid would get up in the middle of the night, get dressed take her backpack or whatever it is and leave and then lock the door. It's not like she snuck out through a window. She opened, from what you've told me, she must have opened the front door, locked the front door and put the key through the hole, whatever it is. Like she thought that out. And I feel, although there are some smart ass nine year olds in the world, I do wonder then if someone had told her what to do. Yeah, like and that she was meeting up with someone. Because yeah, I, I, because like just the when you were saying that maybe she swapped her book bags, I'm like that's just like I don't think a nine year old would like come up with. Let me like swap book bags, but like first, like where would she get another book bag? Because I'm like she probably most likely didn't have money Unless on her. Unless she was meeting up with someone. True, and they probably told her swap the book bags. But um, they said was there no suspects at all? Nothing. No suspects at all. They said that. That's so weird. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it, all they said they found was her book bag in the construction site, which was like thirty miles away from, I guess, I think her home, and that um, item, two items were in it, but it wasn't hers, and that um. They said they end up finding, uh, I think it was like her, they found a Mickey Mouse hair bow at a, in a shed and it was apparently hers and it was like some pencils and stuff, but that's really it. And then they, 20, I think 2015, 2016, they released photos that they believe someone saw her get into like a car. That's it. That's all the evidence they have is the book bag with the stuff in it her Mickey Mouse hair bow, and then the car. No one, other than that, no one saw her except for those two people. Um, that's I it. I feel like if they, I, and I I don't want to blame a bunch of truck drivers because their job is very stressful. Um, <laughs> but I, I feel like if in the middle of the night, I saw a, not, like you were saying, if I saw a nine-year-old looking girl or just a young girl just... Walking through the streets at three something in the morning. God know what three something in the morning when it was chucking it down with rain, I would have stopped and just been like, Are you okay? Is someone 
making you leave at this time of I would just and I, I suppose it's it was even though it's the 2000s like it was like my, my, we, we all, me and my mum were watching something on the television like a few days ago it was like a disappearance thing and she goes the 2000s sounds like a a modern time she goes but it was 20 years ago there's a lot has changed in the mindsets of a community in 20 mm. years so because you've got to think that 20 years before people left their doors unlocked all the time mm -hmm. and that's when a lot of murders have happened she goes every, it when you think about it in like a 20 year period that's not a lot of time but it's long enough for mindsets to change so in the last 20 years in the last 20 years it's gone from this oh we don't know how to find this girl. We we don't understand why she would have left. But now there might be a more. If you you start to know, we've been taught, especially parents, to spot some things that are going on with our kids because we understand it's the internet age. Mm -hmm. There are some horrible people who target young girls, and I feel like my mum's, you know, generate you know, bringing up a kid my age and your parents as well. We kind of get used to asking questions like are you okay or mm -hmm. are you what who are you talking to and i feel like now there's more of a grasp on maybe stopping this sort of thing to happen because I, I don't know about you but i there isn't much about that case from what you i mean th there's not a lot of information out but that to me sounds like someone told her when your parents go to bed, leave it for an hour or two to let them go to sleep and make sure that they're properly asleep and we'll run away. Or meet up with me and we'll have a good time. Or something like that. I feel like a nine-year-old girl would not have the smarts. I'm just going to say it. The smart mindset to go, I'm going to pack a bag before ever anyone can see me packing this bag. Go through my front door. Unlock it. Lock it again when I get out and leave i just i don't yeah. i don't think a nine unless something was ha unless there was something happening at home that they've not been saying i don't think a nine-year-old girl could think that through herself yeah like someone told her to do all this and they're like meet me here in the what's woods making me yeah that's maybe i we're just speculating whoever's listening and going why are they just saying this we're speculating because there's not a lot of <laughs> about this case mm. but to me, that sounds like this young girl was maybe groomed. Mm hmm Or something was happening at home that they're not specifying. Yeah, because they, they also were trying to figure out, like, what could have possibly made her want to leave. And they, at, for, like, a hot second, they said that possibly she was... Because they said that the day before she had a basketball game and that they lost. Mm-hmm because of her and she was very upset about it and so they for like a for a minute they thought maybe she ran away because she was upset about the basketball game but then they said that later on like that's the day the day of that she like um i think she she disappeared that sunday the sunday like night like in the middle of the night but they said that sunday when they went to church she was fine she wasn't upset anymore or anything so they were like maybe she wasn't up, she, maybe that's the reason why she like you know they didn't think that was the reason she like left it was because the basketball game anymore it's just like a heat it, i mean that's just i feel like that is just frustration yeah 
Um, I don't think that's something to cause you to I, run away for or like disappear. Unless, 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 of course, she was bullied about it and she just felt like she needed to leave. But then I still don't think a nine-year-old would be a, be able to think through that sort of like escape plan yeah. without someone helping her. Yeah, I know. So which like makes me then believe that someone told her. Yeah. Yeah. This, like I said, it's not that much mm. information about it is very little evidence and he said that you know they released pictures of the car that they believe she could have got in and it's like a it's a green um oh crap what is it it was a oh it was a green 1970s lincoln continental mark IV, or or it could have been a ford thunderbird both of them are green but um that's all they have mm-hmm. is the little bit of the stuff they found in the car so and it's just like yeah it's just i was saying just to think your kid disappears in the middle of night and there's nothing nothing to go on like a note yeah it it was nothing she just left yeah i think that'd be the hardest thing if if my kid disappeared that there's not even a note if she ran away see that's another thing if she ran away all by herself without any help of another person i would feel like she'd as a nine-year-old, I don't know about you, but I, I, quotation marks, ran away so many times. Like, I would just go to the park for about three hours and just stay, stay there for a bit. But I'd always leave a note, like, mm. a really dramatic note. Mm. Like, you guys didn't listen to me. You guys. I'm not making, for anyone that's going, why is she making fun of me? But this is, this is what an, a kid's mind is like. And I feel like if she, by herself, without anyone else helping her, ran away, then... She would have left a note to see to say to her parents, "This is why I'm leaving." Blah, blah blah blah. It could have been about the basketball game. It could have been about bullying. It could have been about anything. We don't know. But I feel like if she didn't have someone to say otherwise, I feel like that's what she would have done. Yeah. Because at, at nine, ten years old, that's what I was doing mm-hmm. when I quotation marks ran away. Uh, <laughs> um. So that's what makes me think, and I could be completely wrong, this is why we need Paul Holes from the Murder Squad podcast to tell me. Um, <laughs> God bless Paul Holes. Um, <laughs> uh, to say, is this a natural behaviour for a kid who's trying to run away to not leave a, a note of some kind? But is it then also, quotation marks, normal for a kid who is maybe being groomed mm-hmm. and told by someone that they're going to run away together, but don't leave a note. Is that a normal quotation mark? I feel that that's more... Because I I didn't have internet growing up, so I never really had that... The chat rooms and stuff. So I don't know how it is. But yeah, it feels like... Because it seems like... For her to leave, and there's nothing. Like, no note. You know, no forced entry. Like, it just looks like, you know, lock the door... And then she knew where, like, she knew which way to go, like, down the road, and then into the woods. And it's like, someone had, she, they never said anything. The thing is, it could be more information, they just haven't posted it to the public yet. Because the, I think it took a while for them to post about, um, to post the photos of the shirt and everything. So it could be more information, they just didn't want to post it so public because, like, you know, um, it could cause some trouble or not. But 
Yeah. I feel, I, I feel like they need to. I feel like because... Um, what's getting me is when the when the truck drivers just a thought when the truck drivers saw her was she running or was she just casually walking it didn't say they just said she they saw her on the highway a uh, highway See, 18 that's, so, that's the sort of detail that's the sort of detail that i need because if she was running that would make me think that someone took her somehow from the house and she was running away from them mhm but they didn't. She was. They never said they saw casually, anybody. She was just casually walking. Mm-hmm. But this is the thing. So then that kind of leads me to think: if she was just casually walking, maybe she knew, like you say, she knew to go to the woods when maybe she. They say when you pass this house, go to the woods on on the whatever side of the street it is. Mm-hmm. So she she knew casually in her brain: this is where I'm meant to cross the road and go to the woods, mm-hmm. whatever. It, it is, and I, that's another reason why I feel like she knew a person. The person said that they'd run away. This is how she, they told her how to run away. But what I want to this is why, I, yeah. What I want to know is um, the items that they said wasn't hers. It's like, well, then who items were they? Like the book was from her school. Like they said the book was from school, but it wasn't hers. So it's like, did who if she went hmm. with someone? Did that person have a kid that also went to the school, or was it someone that worked at the school? You know, or did the person have a relative yeah. that had a kid who went to school and they end up having the book? Because it's like, how did the book this is, get into yeah. her backpack? I feel like I feel like that would have been maybe something they should have done at the time. I mean, again, we they could have and they just didn't publish it. Yeah. They're saying like it's it's very little stuff that they posted online about this, so they probably kept most of it secret, because um, they probably like you know, kind of how they keep certain details uh, to the to themselves because they're like in case they do have a suspect, they're like let's see if this person knows this particular detail because we haven't released it to the public yet. Yeah. So they probably like, let's keep certain things quiet. In case we get a suspect. But I, f- I feel like now that it's been about 20 years, I feel like you need to start maybe publicizing certain things. Something that doesn't give it away and completely. be careful about it. Yeah, obviously still be careful about what you publicize, mm-hmm. but maybe it might even just be this, like the... Um, just something, anything that's quite low. But if someone else had seen something at the time, they might have just, or maybe it's someone else. If she did meet up with someone, someone might have said, "Well, actually, now you think about it, I did see a guy, maybe the next block over, in a green car, mm-hmm. or even maybe the next I day, go to the police and tell them that." Mm. You know what I mean? Like it is very. I get why they're not, like you say. Just so that if they have a suspect, the suspect can't say, ah, oh, but it was in the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that. saying like, oh, but, there but are like. certain things maybe that maybe you could just say that isn't so giving it away too much to maybe spark someone's memory and mm-hmm. they'd be like, oh, sh- you know what? Actually, no, I did see something. I feel like that's, I don't know. I'm not a police officer, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not either. <laughs> Yeah, but hopefully they no, find but... something, because it's been going on, it's like, you know, 20 years, 
and still nothing really. That's a long time. Yeah. So that's a that's a long time, and it's a long time for the parents as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it must be so difficult to not have an answer because this is like when I when I watch these you know documentaries and stuff. The mum at some point is like, of course you want your kid to be alive, but you almost at some point go if she, if she they are, or they are dead they would at least like to find the body yeah. to be able to move on somewhat from what they're feeling because it is this really horrific moment that you don't know what happened to your baby your your baby that you gave birth to you grew you you know and i do hope that they find her alive that that is always my you know positive spin on the you know oh, i hope they do find her alive but if they do find her uh remains one day i hope that there is something with those remains that they could find the person who did it yeah and get some justice for it because there is nothing worse than a child going missing and you can't say why and find any even find her nothing worse mm-hmm. yeah but, um, is there anything else to add about that or um that's really it. Yeah, like, like I said, they are still, they're still looking, still trying to, um, they said they have, like, mm-hmm. billboards up in, like, the area where she went missing, um, mm-hmm. saying, like, if you have any tips or anything, call this number and stuff, and they even, like, I think they even had, like, an updated photo of what she could look like and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the mom even said, it was, like, an interview um, they said, she said that, uh, even if she walked through the door today, she's like, you know, I think she said like, as in like, um, I know I missed all these events and stuff, but, you know, just to have her home, you know, mm-hmm. so, yeah. It's really sad. Yeah. Really, really sad. Um... That was a good. That was a good one. At the same time, it was horrific. It's horrible, but it's also a good um, disappearance story. I feel like there are loads of those, though. Those t- types of stories where there isn't a lot of information. Um, okay, th- that was a good story. Um, not story, but disappearance. Um, so mine is a bit longer because. <laughs> uh, I'm a history student, so I research like a motherfucker. Um, <laughs> I just research for hours. <laughs> I just like deep dive. Um, so uh, this this murder it was a it interested me because of what it's called, and I'll tell you what it's called in a minute. But I just feel like it'll be like ooh uh, if I do it in a second. Um, I'll put all of, like, by the way, to whoever's interested, we'll put all of our resources in the description down below and any phone numbers that we need to add in to, you know, you know, have you, you know, to help any with any investigations in the future that we cover on this podcast. We'll always put phone numbers, emails that are, you know, put up that we know of for you to um, call or email to help in any way of a case that we cover but uh my my murder is sort of unsolved it's one of those where everyone knows who did it <laughs> <laughs> but they um they got away with it um 
It's one of them. It's, <laughs> it's one. very... It's, it's just... Shoot me in the head. Um, so, okay. So when you think of Hollywood and murders, a lot of people who are into true crime will say, oh, the Sharon Tate murders. The Tate and La Bianca murders that happened with the Charles Manson family. Mm-hmm. And you, you will be right. That is a massive murder case that has been covered by many podcasts, many documentaries. Um, it was an episode of Mindhunter. It was in the Quentin Tarantino film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It was all that. But there was actually a murder that happened that I personally think is worse because like I said it is technically unsolved but everyone knows who did it (laughs) (laughs) and um and when even detectives who had seen crime scene photos of the Tate and La Blanca murders they then say that this murder is even more gruesome you know it is fucking real (laughs) (laughs) And this is the story of the Wonderland murders. Yeah, it makes me think of Disney, not even gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I assure you. <laughs> I Disney murders all. Oh. There, there, there are some murders that are kind of linked to Disney, but this Yo, is not one of them. That's why I, I wish look it up. was now, but it's not. That's the one that will do. Um, so to start this story, before we kind of actually go into the murders, we have to have some backstory. So um, to start that, we have to go on the 29th of June, 1981, when a house belonging to a nightclub owner called Eddie Nash was robbed by a local gang that went by the Wonderland Gang. And in this burglary, uh, Nash's bodyguard, bear in mind, Eddie Nash is a very wealthy man. Um... And not for any good reasons. By the way, everyone in this story is an asshole. (laughs) I'm just going to point this out. Everyone is a fucking asshole. Even the people that get murdered. Assholes. Everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's an asshole. Um, But Nash's bodyguard that night in the burglary, Gregory Dewitt Dials, was uh, grazed with a bullet and Nash, um, Eddie Nash later claims that he had to beg for his life. And in order to get these burglars out of the house, he had to pay them one million dollars in cash, in narcotics, and in jewellery. So, I don't know if this already raises some red flags about Eddie Nash, but whoever has one million dollars in cash... <laughs> yeah. Just laying about. Yeah, so who has that much laying around? <laughs> Wait, now, so did they want, like, a combination of cash, jewelry, and drugs? Or was it, like, each of that, like, a million? So, so just in total, they got one million dollars in cash. Then they had narcotics, some narcotics, and some jewelry. Oh, okay. And he gave that to the gang, and they left. Oh, wait, so he legit just gave them, like, a million dollars. Like, this man legit had it, like, just chilling. Yeah. Oh, I thought they gave him, like, a day. He had it chilling it. Yo, what the heck? No, they they went in. They went in. They went into the the um, the house that he lived in and just straight up burgled him. God dang. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. So, like I said, 
let's just not get sad about Eddie robbing, getting robbed by this gang because besides him being a nightclub owner, he is hinted, um, as hinted by what he gave the burglars, you know, the narcotics, hmm. he was a mon money launderer and a drug dealer. Oh, okay. Um, and he also fed his friend and um, uh, adult film performer, basically a porn star. Um, mm -hmm. Or a sex worker. I suppose we should say sex worker, but he does adult films. John C. Holmes, his addiction to cocaine, which in turn, um, it kind of turned John's very... Af he was really well known in the field. Like, mm -hmm. he was one of the best. Um, he... Uh, so basically what happened is Eddie gave him so much cocaine that he couldn't perform anymore. He couldn't sustain uh. an erection. He was chronically impotent, as this article put it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel sorry for him, but Jesus Christ, that's a horrible way to put it. Because <laughs> um, it's kind of bad for the, for the um, you know for him because he was so well known in his field. He was really respected. Um, just to put a side note, cause apparently he was so wanted in the industry because he had the second largest penis in the field. Oof. So this man, this man, um, you know, however you think of like that side of the business side of everything, like you can imagine like if he really enjoyed that t type of thing, that must be really a low blow. <laughs> <laughs> like it must have been like awful for him um but then again please don't feel that sad about him because like i said everyone in this story is an asshole yes. um so not only is nash a drug feeder for his friends which uh turned his career to like shit his addiction led to further confrontation with uh the drug kingpin ron lanius uh so in turn Holmes turned on Nash for the most part and let the Wonderland gang into Nash's home the night of the burglary. Oh. So Holmes, the, the, the porn star, the sex worker, he got so in debt, he was like to the, the kingpin, just being like, I'll let you burgle my friend's house. Mm. <laughs> so like I said, asshole. Um... <laughs> So Set his friend up, you know, so basically Holmes kind of thought he got away with that because he just kind of unlocked the door apparently and let the the gang in and just said, get take whatever you need. But then he did the really stupid fucking thing. <laughs> um, he basically the next day, someone from Nash's like, um, uh, circle of friends noticed that uh Holmes had been wearing the jewellery that Nash had given the gang from the You don't before. You don't display <laughs> what you stole. Oh my goodness. So he, he had he had helped in the war this is what also is quite funny. So not only did the the, the drug lord forgive him for not um paying his uh his drug money, um, he then was like, do you want some jewellery? Do you want the jewellery that you helped us steal? And then Holmes, instead of being logical and going, 
I'll go to the next town and sell it, maybe. Mm. No, I'm going to wear it. <laughs> Knowing your friends are going to notice, hey, isn't that, is that, isn't that Eddie's ring? Isn't that, isn't that... That's Eddie's ring, right? No! <laughs> we we have matching rings. We got matching ones the other day. Best friend rings. <laughs> oh my goodness. How would you do that? Uh, so. <laughs> so, basically what follows is what the detectives who, who covered the murders, um said is worse than the Manson murders uh, because two days later it was just barbarics but before we go into that let's introduce ourselves to the gang <laughs> let's introduce ourselves to the to the Wonderland gang let's just do it oh so we have obviously the kingpin his name was Ronald Ron or Ron Lee Lanius. Um, he was born in 1944. He was um, an Air Force veteran for the Vietnam War. Mm -hmm. um, but he had been dishonorably discharged because he smuggled heroin from Vietnam in the corpses of fellow American soldiers. The disrespect. Oh. The, the dis... The dis I can get it if you're trying to smuggle some heroin, but in the bodies of your brethren? The disrespect. Oof. The disrespect. It's like that TikTok... You know that TikTok guy that goes... He's doing like a reality TV show on TikTok. Have you seen that one? I don't think so. And he keeps going, the disrespect is unbelievable. It's that. No, it's, I haven't. It's really bad. I have um, seen that one. It, honestly, it's hilarious. Um, so, alongside being an asshole, um, at the time of <laughs> at the time of the Wonderland murders, Lanius had twenty seven open homicides, all believed to be perpetrated by him. <laughs> like the police were trying to arrest this man. They were man working at this man for a this while. Man. God, twenty seven. This man. So he had also been arrested for killing a police informant mm -hmm. uh, before the murders. Um, uh, however, he was let go after suspiciously the death of a key witness died. Oh. Uh, so this, oh <laughs> the my same goodness. year, however... He was convicted of that heroin out of Vietnam thing, and he served three year, three of the eight year sentence in federal prison. Uh, but he didn't learn his lesson, um, be, be, because he 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 was a, he was a drug lord. Um, <laughs> so ba so basically, how people describe him is that he was really composed. Like even if you put a bullet to like a gun to his head. He, he was apparently just super chill, uh, which makes me think, sociopath. Um, yeah, that meant crazy. Oh my God. <laughs> and this kind of like came from a uh, a gang member of, of the gang called David Lind. And he was saying like, his pulse would never break 70 beats per minute under pressure. Like he was chill. Um, he was married to Susan Murphy. Um, and although she wasn't a, ma a member of the gang, she had a massive drug habit, which 
was, you know, fueled by Lanius. He, you know, gave her drugs. He's a bit like Nash, but your wife. Um, But we don't know if they had... There's no thing to say that otherwise they had a happy marriage or Mm. not, but we can assume that it wasn't ideal. Um, (laughs) So next we have um, William or or Billy Raymond de Verrill. Again, David Lind describes that he was an otherwise really nice person, but he just got into the drug world because it was easy money. Mm. Um, He also describes him um, for having a lot of remorse for his actions. So Um, he's the only one that isn't an asshole. Or is he? He was a bit of an asshole. Never never mind. The tiniest of asshole. I mean, he's still a drug dealer. (laughs) But overall, he was... was Besides that, he was an okay person. (laughs) He was okay. Unlike Um, everybody else. Unlike everyone else, Billy was okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But before, before he got into the life of crime, he was a crane operator but he had a heavy heroin um addiction like he was arrested 13 times before before the the murders um for for the heroin for taking heroin which is illegal obviously um uh but lind david lind generally thinks the only reason really he stayed in the gang was to fuel his drug addiction because it was Mm. just on hand pretty much so for a drug addict, it was you know, pretty easy. Um, Joy Miller was Billy's girlfriend at the time, and she was also a massive heroin uh, user. Um, uh, she had been... She's a... By the way, <laughs> can I just say, Joy Miller is an asshole, but she is an asshole that if I was an asshole, I'd aspire to be this level of asshole. <laughs> because... Cause, Okay, can I just... Right, so, she'd been arrested seven times in total. She had also beaten cancer by having a double mastectomy six months before the murders. And she was ruthless as fuck. And Holmes later admitted that despite her health issues, she did not stop taking drugs. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, so she just had a double mastectomy, which is your boobies. And she was just like, I'm just going to take some heroin... And be an asshole. Oh, <laughs> I know, so funny. Um, then we have Barbara Richardson, who was not a member of the gang itself, a lot like Susan, uh, Lanius's wife. Um, but again, she was a girlfriend of actually David Lind, one of the other members, mm-hmm. and she was known for her tattoos. Um, she had a like weird fucking tattoo. She had like mushrooms as in the drug mushrooms tattooed on her um and she had a mini mouse tattoo um she was like really known for these weird obscure tattoos um but before moving to southern california where these murders took place her and lind were police informants Mm. um so that's quite interesting actually that that lanius was okay for having former police informants in his gang um it was never really said if he knew that or not though so uh then we have uh tracy mccourt who was the driver of the night at nash's robbery at his house um david lynn like mentions that he was the driver that night because david lynn actually took his gun and hid it 
so that he had to drive because if you didn't have your own gun, mm-hmm. Lanius wouldn't let you take part in robberies. You had to have your own gun so that there was no mistake or anything oh, okay. like that. Um, and then we have David himself, who was a heroin addicted biker and a ma- again asshole. So he <laughs> he was a, a biker and in prison. He was the, a member of the Aryan Brotherhood, which basically is posh terms for a Nazi. Oh, no. Um, he was, like, part of the Nazi Brotherhood in, in jail. Um, he joined the group to kind of help Lanius uh, set up in Southern California his drug, you know, drug kingpin-ness. Um, uh, he had been a arrested and incarcerated several times for armed burglary, forgery, assault, and assault with the intention of raping someone. So, asshole. <laughs> All these asshole. people just need to go... Jail. <laughs> they're just... They're just assholes. Um, they're just idiots. That um, belongs in jail. <laughs> so does that make sense? Are we... Are we introduced properly to our lovely gang assholes? <laughs> Oh, do God. you know everyone <laughs> so Holmes after the robbery apparently came back to Nash's house and the sources kind of vary on what happened but apparently Holmes either turned up to look innocent to Nash like I don't know what happened or Nash's hen- henchman kidnapped him and took him to Nash's house in order to answer for what happened I personally think that is more likely yeah. Um, because they saw him, they saw him with the jewellery. <laughs> they saw him with the, with the fucking ring. <laughs> like, you know, like, Friendship ring. ring. Um, yeah. Um, and the next steps are kind of hazy, but either Holmes was forced to take part in what happened next, or he was an unwilling witness to what happened. Um, either way, he kind of got done the dirty, but he is a dick. Um, so... Here's the night in question. Uh, On the 1st of July, 1981, approximately 3am, two days after Nash's robbery, it was believed that that Holmes and Nash's bodyguard Dials, who got shot from before, and a number of identified men entered 8763 Wonderland Avenue in Los Angeles in the neighbourhood of Laurel Canyon. There, the suspects bludgeoned to death Roy Lanius, Billy Delaville, Joy Miller, Barbara, and Barbara Richardson. Barbara was apparently asleep on the couch at the time and was found beaten dead beside it. Um, There was blood everywhere. Um, uh, Billy and Joy were found in one of the bedrooms, but that was odd because Billy was found propped up against the TV stand after his beating, so they beat him to death and then moved him to the TV. Okay. Um, Oh, Exactly. Uh, Ron had been beaten to death too in one of the rooms. Uh, the assailant assailants also brutally, and here's is where it's interesting, almost fatally wounded Ron's wife, Susan, but she survived. Wait, so they beat her uh, however, and she survived? They beat, they beat all these people, by the way, with metal poles, hammers, anything heavy and metallic that they could find. God So damn. you can imagine... The blood. You can imagine yeah. that the the wounds. She survived. However, she did have parts of her skull had to be removed. Dang. Um, 
her finger had to be surgically removed uh, and suffers to this day with amnesia. Like, so she survived, but... But she really, can't remember it, anything. It was, it was... She really can't really remember anything. Um, which... It's bad, but it's also just like... Mm, I feel sorry for her, but at the same time, I, there's part of me that doesn't. And I feel like that makes me an asshole, but... <laughs> you know. Um, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so... Meanwhile, you're probably thinking, where is David Lind and where's Chase Tracy McCourt? They weren't present there at the time. Lind was in a nearby motel consuming drugs with a male sex worker. And uh, McCourt was just at home at the time. He was just chilling. <laughs> he was just chilling there. Like, okay. um, yeah, so, and like I wrote down here, they all use like metal pipes and hammers as weapons. So, cause like there's so many um, people and I'm trying to figure out the names, the, the veteran guy, he was killed or was he not there? So the main drug Lord. Yeah. Lanius. That's the veteran died. guy. His. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, his, his wife, Susan survived, but mm -hmm. she obviously had loads of brain damage Billy and his girlfriend died, and okay. David Lind's girlfriend died. Okay, gotcha. That's a lot of people. But Lind wasn't there because he... Lind wasn't there because he was basically fucking a male sex worker. Okay. And McCourt was just at home drinking some beers. Okay. <laughs> and probably taking heroin. Pro let's be honest. Uh, but yeah, they, they, they all beat them to death with pipes and hammers. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was really brutal. Uh, the... The brutally suspicious side is that the murders took place so early at three in the morning and the murders weren't known by the police until 12 hours later. Like nobody called it in until 12 hours later mm. because next door someone was moving in and the movers heard groaning, like really loud groaning and moving around in the house, which makes me think, God, that must be really loud. Like, yeah. Super loud. So... They went inside, and it turns out to be Susan, who is still alive. Bear in mind, she must have been covered head to toe in blood because her skull, part of her skull had to be later removed and everything like that. She was beside Ron um, crying. They actually heard her crying. That's what they were listening to. Wait, so are the houses, like, single she... homes, or were they connected? So... They're like, I suppose you would say they're like, um, like were they attached to another so house? They, they're like, I, I, yeah, I think one other house. There's two, and then they were like, okay, cause I was about to say, I'm like that lady must have been screaming real life. They were single homes, like not attached to anything. Yeah, no. From what I can see in the photo, it's a, it's actually a very nice house, but is it, is, <laughs> it's, it's um, nice house. very long and narrow. It's it's very long and narrow, but mm. it is like two houses, and then it separates to the next two houses. Oh, okay. So they so they heard it through the walls. Houses, two houses. So the movers next door apparently heard this crying, and I thought, God, even then she would have had to be crying really, really loudly. Yeah. Um. Which I suppose that does then maybe say that she actually loved Ron Lanius. Like, even though, you know, he was an asshole. Um, so people had said that the, to the police that although they knew that the house was prone to drugs and dealing with the substances, 
They just thought that they were having another party because they would usually have loads of parties. They just thought it was a really loud party because um, they would scream at each other all the time. They didn't think of anything of it, which I suppose is very... I can get that. If you're yeah. used... If you're used to your neighbours having loud-ass parties where they would scream at each other all the time, you can understand why maybe they they didn't call it in because they probably have called it in so many times and the police probably got really bored of it. Yeah. Um, like, uh, okay. So just days after the murders took place, the Los Angeles Police Department uh, discovered that an untold amount of cocaine and other valuables were stolen from the house. Um... Guess how much was stolen? Like Guess how much in money was stolen? That a million. It was a million. He got um, um, so that so Eddie was like, they, I'm getting my money back. Just, just okay. <laughs> so, but what stood out more than this was a bloody handprint uh-huh. on the wall. So when they, when um, they did some testing and whatever, you know, fingerprint, I suppose, mm-hmm. um, it, they found out it was Holmes. It was the, it was Nash's drug friend. That he, he messed up again. Into. So, he messed up again. He's a fucking idiot. First so, reason. He the- was arrested on March. He was arrested in March uh-huh. the next year. So this took place in June, I think. June. Uh-huh. Oh, you said July. I thought it was July. July, sorry, July. So this happened in July 1981. He wasn't arrested until March 1982. So nine months after the murder, um, he was acquitted for the murder, however, because his lawyers were able to convince the court that he was just an unwilling witness to the murders. And he simply had to get the murders murderers inside. And although that is bad, he didn't actually kill anyone, which I call bullshit on because... If you were just an unwilling witness and you just literally had to be there in order for Eddie Nash to be happy, that you kind of got them in and everything like that, then you would not touch anything. Yeah. You wouldn't touch the bodies and be like, oh no, I touched a you No, know, he took part. I am pretty certain he took part in the murders. Yeah, because it's like, because how's the blood going to get on your hands if you didn't do anything? Exactly. Totally. Um... Yeah, he wouldn't. He he wouldn't have touched the murder, uh, the the bodies, if he was just an unwilling witness. I I call bullshit. Um, however, Holmes did actually serve 110 days in jail because of his refusal to help with the case. So they charged him with contempt. Mm-hmm. However, here is why I call bullshit, and I wrote that down in capitals. Um, <laughs> so like I put down here's why I fucking call bullshit because <laughs> <laughs> bullshit um, so basically six six years later Holmes dies of HIV uh-huh. um, which uh, which Laurie his second wife always found weird because he never used hypodermic needles um, which is always a weird thing um, and also people generally um at the time, thought AIDS was transferred by sex. So people just thought maybe it was the terms of the job that somebody else at his work had AIDS and gave it to him. But apparently, you can't get AIDS through sex. I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong. I probably misread it. But I read somewhere, I was I, I was just like, oh, can you get sex through AIDS through sex? Mm-hmm. And somewhere said no. 
so but I could be incorrect I'm sorry if I am um but he continued to do pornographic movies mm-hmm. whilst HIV positive which asshole um so he told everyone that he was dying of colon cancer um so this is where the bullshit involvement with him continues because at the time of the murders he was still married apparently to his first wife um who was unnamed at least in the articles that i read and she told police that when on the night uh the morning after the murders he came home and he was covered in blood and he said that he helped kill someone so and also if he was just a witness again why would he have a shit blood, on, of him. blood on him the only way i if can think if all he i'll say the only way he could have possibly had blood little, on him also, the only way I could see that he could have blood up, blood on him is if, like, they were, like, in the pro- like, the other people that he let in were in the process of beating the people, and one of them got up and tried to run, and he, like, grabbed them or something and tried to push them back. That's the only way I can the, think of him only, having blood the on him. Way. Or, or it was just a tiny bit of blood splatter, which can happen if yeah. he was just standing by... That also is, but then apparently it was a lot of blood. No, nah, that man did so. so. Oh, that man definitely did he something. T- so, so let's, uh, what happened to Eddie Nash? This is where it's bullshit. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Eddie Nash was acquitted for the murders as well. Mm-hmm. He wasn't charged. So, and even escaped imprisonment on several other occasions after the murders apparently people just thought it was a coincidence that one million dollars was stolen from nash and then one million dollars was also stolen from the gang uh and they don't see a reason why um nash would want to just chase someone for one million dollars when he was a multi-millionaire i'm sorry what? rich people are assholes one million dollars like i want my million dollars back I want my million dollars back too. Well, if you came to my house and stole a million dollars, doesn't matter how much money you have, I want my million dollars back. <laughs> like that, oh, this is so, a coincidence. Nah, even, this man wanted his is, money. He wanted his money back. Um, the media even said that he got away with it. Like, the media called him the one that got away. Like... Nobody was nobody was pretending that they didn't think that this man did it. They're just like he totally did it. Um, in the year two thousand, he was almost con- convicted of tra- drug trafficking and mon- money laundering, conspiring to carry out and conspiring to carry out the Wonderland murder. So they were trying to get in that he didn't actually kill anyone himself, but he got people to do it for him. Like he was the mastermind. Like he and planned bribing, all of it. And and they were trying to convict him of bribing one of the juror members from the trial to say that he wasn't guilty. So, but due to him being in his 70s at the time and suffering heavily from lung disease, which I don't know much about heroin, but it's probably because of the heroin. um, (laughs) um, He agreed to a plea bargain and that plea bargain involved pleading guilty to the RICO, which means Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organization Act, 
and money laundering. He also admitted to, to jury tampering, which unfortunately to the statute of limitations had run out at the time, so he actually could not be convicted for that. Um, and finally, to ordering his associates to retrieve stolen property from the Wonderland house, which might have resulted in the murders. So basically, he he said, yeah, I sent some people over, but I didn't say that they should kill them. That just, that was on them. Oh my goodness. So this... basically, he got away with it. Because he, he just denies that he had anything to do with the murders itself he just basically is saying it's not my fault that my my men did that sorry not sorry um in exchange he got a four and a half year prison sentence and he was fined two hundred and fifty thousand dollars which is bullshit um his bodyguard dials died in 1997 uh, suspiciously, pretty much anyone associated with the murders were later found dead, apart from McCourt, who died in 2006, Lind died of a heroin episode, uh, overdose in 95, and Eddie Nash died in 2014. In 2003, the murders got made into a film uh, called, called Wonderland, which involved Carrie Fisher, uh, oh, saving okay. grace of the world. Um, which I want to watch that so bad. <laughs> I really want to watch that. And it also influenced the film Boogie Nights with Mark Wahlberg and Burt Reynolds. Uh, you um, said Mark Wahlberg, sign me all... up. Sign anything that man is in, I will watch. <laughs> in conclusion, I personally think believe the theory that Nash plotted the entire thing. Uh, that Holmes had also part to play in the actual murder book and wasn't just a witness i think if you had loads of blood all over you you left a bloody handprint you at least took part in one of the murders because the human body if you hit the head it's like a it's like a water balloon of blood it's you're not going to get away with that with no blood on you yeah um but yeah uh so that's the bullshit but amazingly barbaric uh, story of the wonderland murders <laughs> oh my goodness man's got away with it uh... wait he did you say said... and he died the man was like huh they didn't get me and he like died the man in 2014 2014 dang how old was he i think he was in his eight well, hang on. so he was in the year 2000 he was in his 70s so he was nearly 90 Ooh, the man lived a long life. God dang. With lung disease. With with lung disease. That man. That man. <laughs> that whole. Oh my goodness. Definitely. Like I feel. I don't. Know, I feel the whole okay. cases feel like something went wrong. Like, cause, guy, like you said, guys covered in blood. Definitely means he did something. Mm-hmm. You can't get that unless you can't get covered yep. from head to toe in blood unless like from just standing in the corner watching. Nope. He took. I don't think he, he can. He partook That's in that whole thing, and then for the, for the <laughs> other guy to be like, "No, I just sent them there to to give them a warning. I didn't tell them to kill." Okay. <laughs> 
He totally did. And that's that's where the bullshit is. I suppose also he... I don't know if he did or not, but he might have paid off police. He that's what I was about to say. Know. I said that man was... Didn't really go into the that specifics. man was rich. He probably paid people off and stuff to get him out of it. Because there's no way... He was like, if he was just a normal individual. If he was just, if, if he was just a normal person, and he got someone to kill someone else, he would have been arrested. He would have been tried, and he would have been put in jail. But, but because it's this whole thing, even if you're a drug dealer, if you can pay off the right people, you get you get away. You get away with it. He's probably like, hey, psst, psst. if you help me get off this million dollars I stole back, is yours. You can have it. <laughs> yeah. I stole it back. I can. <laughs> it's like, I stole it back. In the murder, I did. But, uh, you can have it if you get me off on this. But I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I didn't do. I did, but, but I didn't. Which I did not do. You can have but the I million did. dollars back. Um, you can have it. <laughs> but, yeah. Isn't that bullshit? <laughs> that whole thing. God. I was reading this and I was like... I'm going to be so angry whilst recording this up because it's so bullshit. It's like, ain't that a bitch? They got away. They actually got away with it. Like, it's not even like... He got four and a half years for another thing and he was only charged $250,000 in fine. Which, to someone like me and you, that is a lot of money. But to someone who just... Had a million dollars laying around. Mm-hmm. That that's that's not a lot of money. That's pocket change. He probably change. still had that million dollars, and he was just like he had it in his wallet. He was just like, that's a thick wallet. <laughs> <laughs> that's a a thick ass wallet. Do you know what? Do you know what that reminds me of? That that Im- that image of just someone having the money in their pocket uh, was when Justin Bieber ran over that person, and he got he just like paid the bail. Oh <laughs> my! Out of his wallet. <laughs> Do you not? Do you remember that he got was he it the, drunk drove or something like that? Was it the paparazzi guy or something? Clara Vera, someone like hit, someone and ran he, over a paparazzi guy. But I can't remember. I think it was Justin. I don't know, but it, Justin Bieber. Oh my god, he was in court. I can't remember how much he was charged, but people were saying that it wasn't actually a lot considering what he did. And he just went, okay, I've got it right here and got out of his wallet and gave it to the judge. Apparently. That just reminds me of what Eddie Nash probably did. He probably had it in his pocket and was just like, here you go, Tanny. Here you go. A million dollars right there. Just a quarter of a mil. It's right there. But yeah. Just... There you go. Oh my. Uh, but yeah, um, I, I, I really, when I researched that, I was so angry, and I was like, the only good thing that came out of that is that there's a film now with Carrie Fisher in it, and a Mark Wahlberg movie, <laughs> and there's a Walmart, Wahlberg and Burt Reynolds movie. Well, I don't know who Burt Reynolds is. Does that make me sound really young? This sounds fam- Does that the- make me sound like I don't know who He sounds familiar. I probably know his I'm face. Because there's a lot of actors. Like, I know their face, yeah. but I don't know their names. And I'd be like, oh, that guy. Oh, it's... it's Oh, my God, it's him? Hold on, let me look him up, too. It's, oh, you said no. Burt Reynolds? Yeah, Burt with a U. Burt. <laughs> 
He was considered a sex symbol? I would not say that. Oh. Oh, he... Oh, okay. He looks familiar. Uh, what was he in? He was, oh, he was in The Longest Yard. Okay. Uh... Longest Yard. I saw that. What else was he in? Oh, that's the old, that's the old Longest Yard. Oh, the free, oh, I didn't see 97. God dang, never mind. I saw the Adam Sandler Longest Yard. Yeah, that's a good film. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a while, though, but yeah. That, um, oh, Without a Paddle. I saw that a long time ago. Um, I feel like we need to say something to, to make, um... Okay, my, my happy, happy thought of the day is that when I... I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. I don't even think it's going to be able to go back into the podcast. Because <laughs> I'm going to ask my friends if it's okay. But today, when I went round my friend's house to drop off um, my friend's wife's uh, bottle of whiskey for her birthday that I got especially for her, two minutes after I arrived, um, the, the birthday girl in question for Monday uh, came down the stairs and said, Hey, babe, um, you know the YMCA came today? to pick up our donations and my friend was like yeah she goes this took our bag of sex toys <laughs> when you said that i was like excuse me took our bag I'm okay so, so I, I won't go into detail what was in there but they're a lesbian couple so whoever is a lesbian couple were listening to this kind of will give each other the eye like oh we know <laughs> we know <laughs> we oh know my goodness <laughs> And honestly, it they had to go because the YMCA was is down there, like down the street from them. And so my friend's wife had to run down <laughs> speed walk, knees to chest, knees to chest, running down the street. She like sped. She she went into the YMCA. This good little Christian old lady was behind the, the no, <laughs> no. And she said, um, "We had a donation." collected today and we think they accidentally took something that they shouldn't have taken and the woman was like oh that's fine when they actually arrive with the donation I'll, I'll rummage through and if I see what you're talking about no the old lady and my friend <laughs> <laughs> so my friend was like with all due respect there are sex toys in the bag I'll give the old lady a heart attack no she won't see and that she said there are, there are things in there that you probably don't want to see. So if you just see something that looks a little bit untoward. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Give, give us a call. <laughs> oh, lady, about to have a protect um, open that box. What's your happy thought of oh, the day or the week? What's made you super happy? I don't know. Because <laughs> it's been a long week. I have no clue. I, I, I mean, I started work this week, and I'm just like, mm. uh, dang, what is, I don't know, um, shoot, I went to the store, got some Fanta pineapple, <laughs> that's my heavy <laughs> small stuff. things, the small things, I honestly couldn't tell you, because, like, I mean, I went to work, and that's really it this week that I've done. That's all. Like, I haven't... I mean, like, I, I came home from work and would go to sleep. Because I was tired. <laughs> so I say... i tell you what, though. In life. In life. When life gets you down. Just remember. 
Fanta pineapple. Fanta, the best drink. Oh my god, so good. Fanta I like. Pineapple. I just. I just like Fanta lemon. Fanta lemon. I don't think we have that. I mean, I don't think I've it seen it. It tastes amazing. Because all I see. Do you know what it tastes like to me? Lemonade. Skin out. English people or 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 Americans who who know what I'm on about. When you taste a Fanta lemon, does it taste like to you, um, whoever's drank one, um, does it taste like lemon meringue pie to you? Because to me, it tastes like lemon meringue pie. And it tastes amazing. I can't remember the last time I it's had so that. Um, the only flavors I'd be... The only flavors I'd be seeing at the store is like, uh, like the red one, I think it's strawberry, blueberry, orange, grape. You guys got strawberry and blueberry? Yeah, it's like, yeah. And then we have the pineapple. The face! <laughs> yeah, we have, it's a, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like. Do you know what? We've, we've, I think all we've got is Fanta orange, Fanta lemon, and Fanta grapefruit. I think that's the only three flavors, unless you go to an American store, those are the only flavors we've got. <laughs> No, we. That's what I see in the store. I mean, they don't come in uh, cans; they come in the bottle. But um, yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure we. I, I mean, try the, the Fanta blueberry. The the orange and the grape comes in both can and bottle, but everything else comes in um, the bottles. But I have seen uh, Fanta pineapple in can form in Florida, but that's it, which is weird. And I was like, why is it? Why y'all got the cans? We don't got the cans up here. I was like, I was about to bring some home with me, buy like two boxes of canned Fanta pineapple, bring it home. But I was like, nah. <laughs> Whoever can say in the in Baltimore that they found a can, a can of pineapple? Let, tell me. Let <laughs> I want some cans of Fanta pineapple. <laughs> I really love pineapple. Oh well, my goodness! Such a good drink. It's so good. Um, okay, I think that's a good place to stop. <laughs> uh, it's been a journey. It's been a journey. So, thank you all for watching, listening to today's episode. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thank you for watching, even though there's a new name on the podcast, and you're probably thinking, um, what, what, what's happened? Um, but yeah, so... Uh, I hope you enjoyed this week's sort of like uh, theme of murder and true true crime and um, asshole drug dealers getting away with shit. Um, uh, next week it will be a horror film again um, and then the week after it will be another true crime. So that's the sort of pattern we're thinking of following. Um, if you have any... Uh, sort of cases that you want us to look into and you think it'll be a good case for us to, to talk about um, email us at um, a transatlantic mystery at gmail.com um, or just message us on on um, on Twitter um, which all the links and social medias will be down below so I've been Charlie that's been Marie thank you for listening we'll see you next time goodbye <laughs>